Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. But we're going to wrap money in the bank. Rates, rates, rates are good. Pretty exciting. You know why? Right. Free money. Yeah, yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk. With the money segment of the show, Jared Hanowski is going to give us the lowdown and the rundown on what's going on in the financial markets and tell us what the best thing you can possibly do. That's coming towards the end of the segment. The best thing that you can possibly Stay tuned. do to get ready to buy a house. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yep, rates um, ever since the beginning of February have kind of ticked up. A lot of data coming out in the marketplace that uh, is um, stating, I guess, that inflation is still here and hasn't subsided. So anytime there's inflation, rates are going to follow suit and uh, tick up as well. So, so it is, has- that primarily, is that primarily what was driving it? Because rates were going, I mean, obviously rates were great last year. They went up. But they started to soften. Yep. Because of we are starting to see some data, you know, with uh, probably manufacturing orders, you know, jobs reports, that type of information. So when that comes out a little weaker than expected, mortgage-backed securities like that, people will take their money out of the stock market, put it in bonds and treasuries, and if those, when that happens, that helps interest rates improve. When we start seeing companies have earnings report that are good or our job numbers are really high, then people are going to take their money out of bonds and treasuries into the stock market and then you know rates are going to go up. And we've seen quite a bit of that. And the 10-year treasury, I think, was down at like 3.44. That's always, for you homeowners, kind of following rates. If you want to look at the 10-year treasury, Google that and follow that. If that goes up, that generally means interest rates are going to follow suit. And if that goes down, interest rates are going to follow suit as well. So explain why then, in the when Trump was president, you had uh, low interest rates mm-hmm. and the stock market was doing well, companies were doing well, record profits, all that stuff. That seems to be contrary to what you just told us. Well, I think when when he was president too, though, they were doing the quantitative easing. So the government was buying mortgage-backed securities and okay. bonds. So they were kind of, uh, what's the right word? But interest rates were lower because of that. Okay. Um, now they were real low though, so that's a good question, but there were companies doing good, affordability was good, and everything kind of just skyrocketed now. I don't think the inflation numbers were as big back then. No, they were like zero inflation. Right, so that's the thing. With inflation, not the, those numbers not being high, then interest ah, rates COVID. weren't ticking up. And it was COVID, but yeah, because interest rates, and I mean, how fast they went up too mm-hmm. is just insane. You know, because we were what at interest rates around three percent, like for, a year ago, right? A year like ago. at the beginning, yeah. Yeah. beginning of two thousand twenty-two, and then they've just steadily Doubled. ticked up. November, they were kind of where they're at right now, and then we saw them soften, and then now they're just right back up where they are. Um, yeah, they're so twice we, as high as they were a year ago. Yeah, so we need to see some of these inflation numbers start softening and coming down, and when that happens, interest rates will follow. Um, like I said to you guys earlier, Barry Habib, I watched him this week talk on on a Zoom call, and he thinks interest rates in 2023 at some point 
you know, if that's early summer, into the summer, are going to get back down into the low sixes, into the fives. And remind the listeners who Barry Habib is. Barry Habib's just, uh, he's an industry guru in the mortgage market, but he's forecasted rates for a long time. He owns um, MBS Highway, which is a service that a lot of mortgage companies use to follow interest rates, market updates, and what have you. And he's predicted the market, you know, for years, and he's been pretty close to spot on. So very, if you want to Google Barry Habib, if you're a first-time homebuyer or somebody that's going to look to buy in 2023, he has stuff online that you can read his articles that uh, forecasting rates, um, so it's good information. So from what you hear on the street now, just talk about the industry itself and the availability of mortgages to consumers, uh, it seems like with with mortgage applications down in some places, I've read 78, almost 80%. Yeah. I mean, that's... that. People can't make a living doing that. It seems like there's going to be mortgage companies and and uh, people leaving the industry, yeah, and doing that and some consolidation going on in the industry. What do you hear about that? And- I think um, overall, industry wide, I don't think we've seen a ton of it in the Midwest yet. But I know overall in the United States, there's already been some contraction with companies shutting down, companies getting acquired. So you know, the company that we're at. Um, has, is in a very good position. We made some decisions last year to kind of lay people off early and it didn't look good. We're publicly traded, so it didn't look really good for Loan Depot. But in 2023, we're in a real good position to possibly acquire some companies. And as a publicly traded company, um, everyone sees our numbers. They don't see, you know, privately. So there's a lot of companies struggling out there. Um, so there definitely will be some contraction in the marketplace. So with that, if you are uh, in the middle of, of a purchase and, and your mortgage is placed with uh, Joe Schmo out of the trunk uh, mortgage broker, mm-hmm. and he decides he's going to go to uh, sell shoes at Payless, yeah, what happens to that loan? What happens to that file? Well, hopefully your originator knows what they're doing. They would hand that off to somebody. So I would make sure you're working with somebody that's seasoned and been in the business for a long time you know, at least 10 plus years and they're not going to get out. Um, Cause yeah, that could happen. I mean, if somebody's only closing a transaction, you know, one every couple months, that's not going to, you know, that's, you can't make a living that way. So I'd make sure you're talking with your loan originator and their company solid and they're going to be around. And what's the difference between a company like Loan Depot? I know it's a national company, big deal. It's, yeah. it's a big company, a national company, but what's the difference between that and, and uh, a smaller regional company uh, that, that, uh, uh, maybe doesn't have the horsepower that that Loan Depot does. Um, I would think maybe we have some more options or flexibility in this marketplace. I mean, we do have pretty f- uh, strong financial backing, so we might be able to make some decisions or have some flexibilities on loans that other places might not. They might be pretty stringent because you know they don't have the financial security that we would. So that would be the biggest difference. But uh, you know, Loan Depot has. A million different products, a lot of flexibility that we have with our underwriters to get certain loan programs down. And that's one of the main reasons that I like working there. One of the leading indicators of uh, any company like like a Loan Depot or any major company, I don't care what the industry is, on what they're forecasting internally of what the, where the market is going is where they're putting their research dollars and, and what new initiatives that they're starting to put together to roll out you know, over the next 12 to, you know, 18 months. What, what, what is Loan Depot doing in that regard? Loan Depot, I mean, they've had a big initiative here um, for, they've created a first-time homebuyer site. So they say that a lot of the transactions here for the next 18 months are concentrating on first-time homebuyers. Mm-hmm. So, and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have actually discounted their pricing for first-time homebuyers 
um, <clears throat> with loan level pricing adjustments, which would mean nothing to a first time home buyer. But if you are a first time home buyer, now I think is a good time to buy. Reason being is Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have kind of improved your pricing. You can get some discounted mortgage insurance. And like we had talked about in the listings before, there are like, what was it, 1,300 listings? So you can find yourself a deal. It might not be your dream home, but you might be able to find something where you can get seller paid closing costs. You can maybe get 10, 15,000 off the list, but you you can't look for it. It's going to probably need some work, right? Not going to jump into the uh, 30, the. The totally renovated, uh, right. you know, 15 offers on the property, cars down the street, right. renovated property. Yeah. So if, you, if you're if you willing to look at some properties that are maybe a little nicked up and do, a, you know, maybe a renovation loan or something, you might be able to find yourself a deal. On that renovation loan, there's a bill kind of working its way through the Minnesota legislature right now that is going to outlaw flipping. For, oh. for profit on single family homes. Okay. So they're going to say if you're going to flip, you got to live there. Essentially, for how long? Is. I don't know. Okay, that's still you know going through committee and all that's that not stuff. Pass. I, that's ridiculous. You got a democratic. Uh, you got Democrats all the way up and down the line. That's that ridiculous. Because well they're pass. saying that basically these investors are coming in and they're taking a house that up uh, that a first time home buyer that a first time home buyer right. would buy. Yeah. Yeah. And they're pulling it off the market. They're doing uh, some cheesy work on it. Throwing another thirty thousand of profit on top of that, and and artificially driving the cost of that first time home up, right? And they want to reserve that for. Well, then why don't they just ban single family rentals? Because then those properties wouldn't be able to be rentals now, and they could be bought by first time home buyers. Yeah, well, it's just silly. It Mm -hmm. it may be silly, but it's the reality. So that is working its way through. It's in committee right now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, working its way through and. It'll change and morph, and it'll be some pull and tug, and who knows what's going to come out the other end. But with the, I could see where you would want to take corporations out of that that situation, both with single family rentals and renovation like that. Um, I guess I could see that, but then you talk about like private equity investors too, where guys are pulling their money to go out and like do this type of stuff. I I don't know why you would want to stifle any of that. Yeah, well, I can see where, like you said, like because. It's it's supposed to be for the first time home buyer, right? And then right. you have this company come in, and they're like, "Well, we'll buy it for cash." It's like, "Well, Tim and Sarah wanted to buy it, raise, and raise family your family there. there, right?" And now you got this corporation. Well, they coming. can buy it. They can buy it when we're done with it for a hundred thousand. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. American dream, though, right? Housing's <laughs> the American dream here, yeah. and yeah. And so that's why I say, you know, maybe take corporations out of yeah residential rentals single family rentals go build like they're building all over the metro and maple grove and invergrove heights if you want to be in single family residential rentals mm-hmm. you gotta build as them. a corporation then go buy that land and build a bunch of them for people yeah yeah you know why not do that as opposed to taking tim and Janie's uh you know first time house that they got a new baby that they want to raise in, yeah. that, in that property so. for sure but they want to they do all their you know analysis and it makes way more sense to just buy that house and flip it right who should they call if they want to get a loan for buying hey, a house? give me a call you can call me at 612-432-2252 my name's jared loan depot all right that's it for this week we're gonna head out we'll see you next week log on to our website hittnergroup.com h-i-t-t-n-e-r group.com you can find jared's information there as well as ours 612-627-8000 is the phone number 612-627-8000 and we'll see you next week You've been listening to your real estate chalk talk with the Hitner Group, the leaders of the number one Coldwell Banker Burnett real estate team in Minnesota. 
If you want to get more when you sell and pay less when you buy, call 612-627-8000 or go online to hitnergroup.com. 